0: No, it shows you the the thing about the lawsuit. When you read it, it it pulls together, it shows you the scale of this, the scale of the collapse of of the system, and you have to sit there and go and and you look at the, um, you look at the report that that they did to kind of just brush this over, or and then you see you've got people that with affidavits and will be damning witnesses in an open court.
1: Happy Monday and welcome to BCP Unfiltered. Hope you had a great weekend. Folks, I'm really excited about this episode because it looks like this Maricopa County, if this Maricopa County lawsuit, an Arizona lawsuit by Kerry Lake gets thrown out, dismissed, and they don't win after what you're going to see what they have going, then literally this is the hill we stand on. Our country is done. My last bit of hope and it sounds like a little, uh, it's not hyperbole, folks. This case is so good against uncertifying the Arizona certification that if we lose this one, we'll, it's, it's hard to believe or conceive that we could ever win any stolen election lawsuit going forward. It's, it's this big of a deal. So what I'm going to show to you is Jim Hoff and Joe Hoff, twin brothers over at Gateway Pundit. Uh, many blessings to the Hoff brothers for their great work. I need to meet these guys, them and Steve Bannon, who also we're going to have on this uh, in this episode. But first, we're going to look at Kurt Olson, who is the attorney. And he breaks down what's going on with the, the power of this lawsuit with the whistleblowers, uh, the information that they have from uh, m from, uh, MTech and Renbeck. We're going to look at Steve Bannon and Carrie Lake and what they have to say about the lawsuit. So that's what we're going to concentrate on here uh, off the top. Uh, that's going to be this entire episode. But here on the top, I, I wanted... Uh, as I was always watching this, I was like, okay, when I do this... Because I, I watched this segment uh, with the Hoff brothers and and, and Kurt Olson, the uh, the attorney. And I was like, okay. And as I started watching, I'm like, you know, they're, they're talking about... Uh, mtech and run back i've got to i've got to break this down for people before we get into it not make any assumptions and it was great i can't remember it was jim hoft or joe hoft um later in the uh you know 30 40 minutes into it he asked him hey can you define these uh for for our listeners so i'm gonna i've i've edited this but it's out of order because I'm, i'm gonna tackle it in the thematic way that i want to so let's start off with definitions and then let's get right into why this lawsuit is so powerful
2: I'm thrilled today to have with us uh, attorney Kurt Olson, who's representing Carrie Lake in Arizona in uh, her case against the uh, Maricopa County in the state. And I have my twin brother, Joe Hoft, contributor, Gateway Fundit editor uh, with us this afternoon also. So, Kurt, thanks for giving us some of your time. We know how busy you are. Uh, Kurt, I was going to ask just for our audience who may not be up on this. Can you explain what Mtech is and how is Mtech related to RunVec? Those are two different uh, entities. I think you have whistleblowers from both organizations. Is that correct or
3: that's maybe- correct. So Mtech is the Maricopa County government uh, location where they process the balance. do they do all the tabulation, they do the signature verification. that's that's a Maricopa County uh, uh, entity uh, and location where they process exactly. balance. Runbeck is a third-party contractor that does both outbound, where they mail out the ballots, and they do the inbound, where the, the ballots are taken in. And so the way, the way that it functions on the inbound, which, which um, you know, happens when they're counting the ballots, that the ballots are taken from various sources, drop boxes, and the like. They are sent to MTech where they are sorted and processed. The ballots are not removed from the envelopes. They're simply counted. And sorted and you know done whatever, but it's all supposed to be under chain of custody, and then from there they are sent to Runbeck. Runbeck then scans the signatures off the ballot envelope and digitizes them, and then they wait for the verification to come back from MTech saying these signatures are valid, and then those ballots in the you know in the envelopes are then sent to MTech, where the ballot envelope is separated from the ballot and the ballots are processed. And that's a very unusual for the United States,
2: isn't it? Isn't, I, I thought I heard that Maricopa was on one of the only counties that has this strange process where the printing company is doing certain things and, and then the the county's doing things. Is that correct or, or as far as so you know?
3: I have not heard of that, uh, that process being replicated anywhere else. That doesn't mean it's not, uh, but it certainly seems unusual on its face.
1: Of course, it's unusual on its face because the whole thing is to be able to commit fraud with outside operatives working in these third-party vendors, okay? So now let's get into the power of this lawsuit and the whistleblowers and the inside people they have uh, at Amtech and Runback that uh, they have as expert witnesses. This is powerful stuff, folks, and this is why I think as uh, Attorney Kurt Olson breaks down throughout this exchange with the Hoff brothers, why this is an absolutely, uh, th- this is a damn good lawsuit. This is a damn good lawsuit. And they compare it to uh, very important things that differentiate it from 2020. Once again, that's what I'm saying. If we can't win this one, it's I, I don't see how we win any stolen election contests ever going forward. Can you tell us just
2: your overall feel since filing this lawsuit? Uh, how strong do you think it is? How confident do you feel? uh maybe just your general uh, overall you know thoughts to begin with
3: well i'd say you know, jim we are very confident about this lawsuit in terms of the evidence and the proof that we have submitted what we have put forward in this complaint with sworn testimony expert declarations the actual evidence for example of uh we've seen the chain of custody forms that were not produced and so we can document the failures there the images uh, that show the signatures that uh, that are both on file with the state that are used as the control signature versus signatures on the ballot envelopes for 2020. Um, All of these things that we can document, this is not a case that's pled largely on information and belief, it's pled on actual facts and proof that we are prepared to present at trial right away. And this is an unusual situation many 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 people came together to give their heart and soul to put together the evidence that's in this complaint we have employees of uh, mtech that have given their testimony about what goes on in signature verification and or what does not go on as well which uh, were violations of the law we have a whistleblower from runbeck we have other uh, poll workers and so forth who observed and gave sworn testimony about their observations and so i feel very very strongly about this complaint basically now i know some of you are
1: saying come on james bcp there there were some people there that you know that said that they saw these things in 2020 in maricopa and other places what you know what's the difference here like what's the difference here there were some people that that were observers that came out and said they weren't able to observe that worked and said there was no chain of custody and what have you there are some very key differences, some very key legal differences, according to Kurt Olson. What, what's the difference?
4: You know, because we went through all these court cases back in 2020. What's the difference between this case and what happened in 2020? So many of those cases, I know they ran into uh, Obama judges, to, and I blame I blame that personally. That's my point of view. But, but what's the difference between this case and maybe perhaps some of the cases that were that were, you know, were attempted to litigate after the 2020 election?
3: Yeah, I think a couple of the primary differences uh, are first, we have employees of MTech coming forward with information, for example, on signature verification. Uh, that kind of uh, testimony was not available in 2020. We have the chain of custody forms, which are required, and chain of custody is no small issue. And we can show that they did not follow the specified Chain of custody procedures that are required under Arizona law. We have actual ballot image, but the ballot envelope signature images and the control signatures that are used to validate those signatures. And so rather than just, you know, the visual is so much more powerful than the written word. So if I'm to say to you that we have, you know, 100,000 ballot envelope images and of that 17,000, we can show that the signatures are a complete mismatch. That that kind of dry presentation, it's important. You go, wow, 17%, that's a lot. But when you see these ballot images in front of you, that picture is incredibly powerful. And when I say that you can look at these signatures and if you were blind in one eye and half blind in the other and still tell they couldn't match, that's how stark the difference is. And these are important issues.
1: Uh, I love the uh, the dry humor of attorneys. Sometimes, uh, if you were blind in one eye and half blind in the other, you could still tell that these signatures
3: didn't match. That that was a good one. Uh, kudos to you, Mr. Olson. Under the law, if the signatures don't match, they need to be properly cured. And the uh, you know the M Tech employees who are the whistleblowers that have come forward to talk about that process uh, have have sworn testimony under oath exactly that the the curing process is uh shall we say deeply flawed and that it, it simply is not functioning the way that it must under the law in other words
1: it was by design it was by design it was on purpose or you can also say it was intentional yeah absolutely
4: you know, one question I have, Kurt, that I noticed in the filing was uh, related to uh, point number ten, which was on election day, and the word "intentional" was used. Intentional misconduct, mm-hmm. uh, and related to all the, the total mess that we all saw just observing that day. Why? Why are we? Is the word "intentional"? I, I, I know it's you. You know, can you explain that? And and um,
3: because that's a big word. It is. Know. And and, and what people need to understand, you know, the the voting process, particularly with the machines, is, is uh, is a very structured process. There are detailed procedures to follow before the election occurs. I'm sure you've all heard the phrase logic and accuracy testing. All the testing that goes into it before the election. And then, of course, then you have the day of the election. So there are certifications, there's logic and accuracy, there's all these processes put in place to make sure that you know, what happened does not happen. Simply put,
1: Maricopa County, the state of Arizona, has all these checks and controls to make sure that things go smoothly, that they run correctly, that there is no fraud. For instance, there's signature verica- verification to make sure that the signatures are verified, to make sure the signatures match so that you don't get invalid or fraudulent ballots. That's why you have those in there. And when they do not happen, that's intentional, that's on purpose. Uh, And and the purpose of these checks and balances is so that these fraud and these accidents and things don't happen. And when they're happening at this large of a number of, uh, you know, and this huge amount targeted, I think think we're gonna cover that in tomorrow's episodes, the targeting, Uh, I think that's very interesting. And we've got some visuals to show you. We'll do that in tomorrow's episode in Arizona. Then it's only you can only say it's on purpose, it's by design, it's intentional. Now, listen to the uh witness expert that they have uh for this case. This is one of the things that makes me very optimistic that this is a winnable case. Uh, once again, uh, assuming that uh that it gets its day in court because as as, as powerful as, as, this, as this is, I'm saying it, it, there's no way they could lose it. Kind of was the same thing in 2020, right? What they did is they just didn't hear the cases over process uh, or what have you. But uh, I think this is too strong for them to ignore. Listen to this awesome expert witness that the Cary Lake uh, team has going into this uh, into this lawsuit.
3: And what uh, Mr. Parikh, and it's important to note that Clay, he knew Jack Cobb. Jack Cobb was the founder of Wiley Labs in Alabama, which became Pro-VNV which is the voting system testing lab that tests all these things. They hired him from 2008 to 2017 to do the EAC certification. Clay Parikh's credentials, and they're listed in his declaration, are impeccable. And he knows these machines. He knows exactly what to do with, uh, with these systems and what the process is. The criticisms that uh, you know, Dominion and other companies lobbed at other experts such as Ben Cotton and so forth, who you've heard of, was involved in the Maricopa audit. Was that they're not experts on election equipment? Well, there's nothing special about election equipment. I mean, they're they're running things like Windows operating system, usually out of date Windows operating systems, I might add, and you know, or that they're at their end of life, and and uh, so there's nothing particularly sophisticated about these machines. But but that was a criticism that they would lob when other uh, cyber experts would criticize their their uh, their equipment. You can't do that with Clay Perug, because he knows these machines. He's worked on them. For, so he's you know, audited you
2: know, them, right? He's signed
3: correct. off. Correct for the EAC for the uh, you know, Election Assistance Commission.
2: And and he's one of your witnesses,
3: then? He is a de- he is our expert uh, declarant, talking about these processes. He is the one who, in looking at you know the chain of events, uh, both individually, if you're given a procedure that you know to follow and you don't follow it. Well, that's, that's intention.
1: Kurt Olson says intention. I say by design, tomato, tomato. It just means that they got caught acting out their part in a conspiracy to rob and steal the election of 2020 and the state uh, and the state level of Arizona and make sure that Carrie Lake did not win, even though she is the winner. And who is in charge of that, folks? Again, we have Katie Hobbs, George Soros puppet, who never debated, ran away from the press, didn't campaign, did the same thing Joe Biden did. And what's very different here, maybe not so different, right? Because if you think about it, Kamala Harris sort of was there part of the certification process uh, at, the, at the Capitol for a uh, election of which she was the victor or the claim victor, but what's just absolutely monstrously obvious when it comes to making a case for conflict of interest is that Katie Olson, excuse me, Katie Hobbs went in and forced everyone to certify, even with all these errors, certify an election in which she was running. Sing that Without shame are these people. Anyway, let me play this last part of uh, what Kurt Olson has to say, and then we'll get into Steve Bannon and Carrie Lake.
3: You know, so but when you take into account any number of things, and this is spelled out in his declaration, you don't even by the county's own admission. There were tabulator tabulator issues, rejections, breakdowns, whatever you want to call it at 70 vote centers out of 223. It's about 31 percent, I believe. Our own evidence based on sworn testimony is it was close, it was over 59%, but, and that was about 131 vote centers. But as, as Clay says in his declaration, even taking the county's lower number, you don't get these kind of massive widespread problems, particularly with all the processes that were put in place before an election is supposed to happen. So he attributes this and his exact words, this could not happen absent intentional misconduct. Wow, that's really a big point. It it is. And folks, I think
1: that's the key. Uh, An expert there. We know about these Dominion machines. We know about these voting machines and tabulators. We know about the process. But their expert witness who knows these machines and is an expert that they can't tear him up on that says in his affidavit, in his declaration, that this is intentional. That is a huge thing going into this case that they can't say, oh, it was by accident. It was errors. It was anomalies. It was glitches. It was bad training. Uh, It was just mistakes. And then try to. Uh, keep the, um, the results, the false results of the uh, 2022 midterm elections. They won't be able to say that because these experts and these witnesses and all the evidence showing that it was by design, it was intentional, it was fraud. And therefore, they must decertify those results. And this is why Carrie Lake is with Steve Bannon and is so confident and see Bannon and his crew, having reviewed the documents, are, like myself, very confident and for the first time in a long time, uh, cautiously but very optimistic that we can finally win a case uh, on fraud, uh, election fraud and it's going to be here in Maricopa uh, County, Arizona. I say that tepidly, folks, but this, man, from what we've seen so far, just in this piece here and some other things I'm going to present to you in tomorrow's episode uh, looks pretty promising what are your thoughts put it down below in the comment section for those of you on Patreon and locals here we go Kerry Lake with Steve Bannon today
0: No it shows you the the thing about the lawsuit when you read it 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 pulls together it shows you the scale of this the scale of the collapse of of the system and you have to sit there and go and and you look at the um you look at the report that that they did to kind of just brush this over or, and then you see, you've got people that with affidavits and will be damning witnesses in an open court. I mean, who are they going to bring? I mean, who's Maricopa County going to bring? I mean, you saw the, you saw the open <laughs> hearings. So
1: I, having heard what Kurt Olsen had to say, and then you hear Steve Bannon, he makes a very great point. If this goes to court What the Keri Lake people have as far as expert witnesses is incredible. And really, what is Maricopa going to, uh, who are they going to bring up, right? They are the ones that made the errors and they got caught. What kind of excuses, what kind of experts could they come and, and, and bring up to refute the experts that the Cary Lake team has? They can't use their own internal people because they are part of the problem. That legally doesn't, uh, does, doesn't generally hold, right? I have to say generally because what has been norms and rules and laws over the last several years are thrown out the window when it comes to the deep state and the Marxist uh, Democrat bastards. But th- th- legally, they're put in a very tough position to try to fight uh, Carrie Lake's very awesome lawsuit here. And it's Carrie Lake's lawsuit, but it's really for Arizonans and by extension for all of us uh, here in America and the world. Arizona, do you realize how much is riding on you? Carrie Lake will go
5: down in history. She truly will. Ma'am. Yeah, they're gonna, who are they going to bring, Stephen Richer and Bill Gates? Oh, you mean the two guys who formed a super PAC, a political PAC raising tens of thousands of dollars to stop me from winning? You mean those guys, the ones running our election, running a super PAC with the number one intention to make sure Carrie Lake doesn't win, and I'm on the ballot, and they're in charge of that election? Are they going to call Stephen Richer, the guy who is part working with the government, to censor us and prevent us from having our first amendment. So when we put something on Twitter, he's having it shut down and deleted. Are they going to call Katie Hobbs, who's doing the same exact thing? All right, folks, I, I changed my mind here. Something I was going to tackle in the next
1: episode, I'm just going to tackle right now. Let me play you Kurt Olsen talking about just this, the whole Twitter thing, the whole Katie Hobbs and these people working against Carrie Lake not just when it comes to the the level of what's going on here in the Maricopa process of these ballots, but also in censoring misinformation and working propaganda through the government. Carrie Lake mentions it, but let's hear what her attorney had to say about it. Very powerful stuff. Pay attention.
3: The other issue that I would say is what is blowing up now with Elon Musk and uh, revealing the partnership between DHS and other federal agencies to censor people, their partnership with Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We have pled and we have direct evidence that Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richard, the recorder of Maricopa County, were participating in what was called an, an election misinformation reporting portal. And that's basically a censorship operation on steroids. We have two examples where Katie Hobbs' office would flag, one was a private Facebook post, according to it, the other was Twitter post. They would send an email to what the government help, help, you know, helpfully set up, which was called misinformation at syssecurity.org. And then Sys then CIS and CISA would take that and immediately funnel that to top level officials at Twitter. And those posts would be removed within hours. And I have been told that there are hundreds of thousands of these requests that are out there because, and and when I say that, that's nationwide. But this was a portal and an operation, it was a secret censorship operation that was set up in, it became operational around June of 2020. And it was designed for state and local election officials to basically censor content they disagreed with or they did not like. Then, Kurt Olsen says something I've honestly never
1: heard before, like an attorney talk about, okay, if there's misinformation going on, you know, because the left says, well, what are they supposed to do? They've got to do this to control the flow of, uh, stop the misinformation and get the real information out there, right? Kurt Olsen, an attorney, actually says if the government and these parties really have an issue with this misinformation, you don't silence the misinformation, you don't step on constitutional rights to free speech
3: to battle misinformation, what you do is this. And so the, the issue here, and I want to make this clear why this is so important, because even if something you know was on the internet, look, there's lots of things that are said on the internet, not all of which is true, as we know, but the option under our constitution is not to secretly censor it by government officials. What the government officials should do under the constitution is put out a press release. We see that this is being reported you know, to the public. This is wrong. You don't engage in a secret censorship operation because it's abused. And we know that this was abused by these officials. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, you don't silence them. You just debate them
1: via a press release. You put out the supposed real information to fight the misinformation. You don't silence your critics. All right, let's get
5: back to Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs, who's incompetent at her job, refused to recuse herself and is working with the federal government to censor American citizens. Is that who they're going to call? They don't have a chance on this, and they mess with the wrong people. If they think they can continue to steal and rig elections, they are messing with the wrong people. Because if we don't stand up right now, Steve, and fight for this at this moment, I know people are tired, but this is the moment we need to get into the fight know. Oh, because if we if at- let them rig <laughs> yeah. another election, it's game over. It's the country's gone. I really believe that. I
1: really believe that. I've been saying that, I've been saying that and think and feeling that uh, before I was like 20. If, 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 we have to fix 2020. Right. And, I, and as I said, if you've been here a long time, if you've been from when I started this show on March 1st, 2021, the genesis of this show was because we could not talk about stolen elections on YouTube. So I started this show and I was hosting on Vimeo, paid them thousands of dollars to host on Vimeo. And then, a few, I think about a month and a half into the show, they went and took my uh, thing down because they had Vimeo had made the same terms, uh, service terms as YouTube and made it that you couldn't talk about uh, stolen elections uh, or COVID or the vaccine. So, talk about a ripoff. But we started this channel because I, it, if you've been here, or this show, excuse me, and this channel and, and these programs from the very beginning, because I was saying back then we have to fix 2020 or there's no 2022. And I was right. There was no 2022. Look, I mean, we didn't win 2022. I mean, we won some things, uh, you know, we won a slight majority in the House, but we got the uh, the Senate stolen again. And I said back in the, the very beginning, the, the further away we get from 2020 and closer to 2022 and we don't fix 2020, 2022, 2022 will be rigged. And that's exactly what happened. But now we have an excellent chance. I mean, in many ways, hear me out, folks, before you jump all over my back. I love you. Here's the thing. See, I'm a New Yorker originally. Yes, I grew up, I'm a Californian, right? I grew up in California. Uh, I skateboarded and surfed and played basketball and enjoyed the sunshine uh, from when I moved literally halfway through my childhood. I moved to, to California and grew up in California. But my parents are New Yorkers. I'm a New Yorker. This is, it's, it's, it's fight or flight, we fight. That's just that's just how that's just how I, I was brought up, right? It's go time, folks. It's go time. It's right now. And I think we have what's better in 2022 with what's going on in Arizona than what happened in 2020 is we have people like Carrie Lake. We've had a stolen election of 2020 and so elections of 2022. We're, re- we're really fed up. I'm not saying that 2020, but if 2020 were the only one that was stolen and, we, and, and 2022 was kind of back on track, they probably could have stolen twenty twenty four easier if they really if we they would have let would have let us win the house you know the, with the tsunami we're expecting win the uh, the Senate like it should have been then maybe we're like okay maybe things are fixed maybe we would have had a false security so in in a in in, in a strange way maybe this is God's way of helping us out going look I'm giving you twenty twenty two and it's never been more obvious than this one and I'm giving you a fighter in Kerry Lake and. She's backed by Trump, another fighter. So there's just there's just more firepower, I think, and there's more ammunition on our side, the conservative, Republican, Trump, MAGA, America First, Libertarian, uh, Rule of Law, uh, Right of Center types. And just, you have so many more things in this Arizona Maricopa 2022 steal that we didn't have in 2020. Like, literally, we have the Secretary of State certifying her own win. We didn't have that kind of conflict of interest uh, like we do in Maricopa County.
0: This lawsuit is a damning declaration of of not just her ability to sit there and steal this in broad daylight, but of gross, not just incompetence, I mean, gross recklessness, right? Recklessness as being Mm -hmm. Secretary of the State. How could you possibly have somebody secretary of state to oversaw this so against Arizona statute that would want to
5: even be considered as governor. I mean, she can't manage anything. If we if you look at- let them rig yeah. another election, it's game over. It's the country's gone. So I think
1: I think I think she's right. This this is the this this is where it's at or we don't have a country. And she said something later on. But like I said, I'm just kind of remixing this and putting it in different order. This is what she said. And I agree with her. This is a litmus test. For all Republicans, not just I'm not talking about us Republican voters, but Republican elected officials nationwide, this is a litmus test, and they should be uh, called
5: on to take this litmus test on what's going on right now in Arizona in 2022. You know, I think we need to pin down every re- elected Republican and ask them where they stand on the 2022 election. Ask them if they've read this lawsuit. And do they stand with me and the voters of Arizona in fighting this election or do they not? That's really important. What do you think, folks? For those of you uh, on Patreon
1: and locals, put the comment down below. What, What do you think? Do you think she's right? I absolutely believe she's right. I think every real journalist should ask, what do you think about the 2022 lawsuit for the stolen midterm elections or the allegedly stolen midterm elections? And then let's just shut up and see what they have to say. Let them reveal themselves if they are down with the swamp and the establishment in Arizona and D.C. and the Soros control of our country, or if they are down for rule of law, transparency, and not having stolen elections. I think every single Republican should be asked this question, and it should be on record. I totally agree with her. All right, let's get back and let's wrap this up with her thoughts and comments on the lawsuit and what comes next? Like, we have this lawsuit. Where does it go from here?
5: Let, this is very important. Let's get back to, uh, to Carrie Lake. Now, where does it stand? We're gonna, uh, we've got a judge. Uh, we've been assigned a judge. Peter Thompson is our judge. And we're hoping that he's a constitutionalist and we'll have a, an open mind and an open heart as he takes a look at the evidence. We're waiting for a court date. You know, we're looking for relief. We want to take a look at all of the, um, the, the ballots. Not the ballots, but the signatures on the envelopes. To compare how many we're actually matching, we'd like to take a look at those and look at the ballots. And we believe that this uh, election is going to have to be set aside or thrown out or redone. I don't know how you fix it other than to redo it.
1: See, folks, this is where we are not like the Marxist leftists and the treasonous traitors, rat bastards at every level, whether it's in Maricopa County, uh, the Secretary of State's office in Arizona or the D.C. Uh, swamp or anywhere else in the world where these elitists are trying to destroy our country. We're not like them. We believe in fairness. is not saying, I automatically win. She's saying, no, we redo it so that we can have confidence in the winner. And boy, isn't that someone that we would want as governor? And possibly if she proves to be a great governor in the White House or as a vice uh, president. Just putting it out there and it's not the first time I've done it. All right, folks, and then uh, she breaks uh, some news that we're going to be seeing other things in other places as well. Maricopa won't be the only battle that we're going to be
5: covering on this show. And they're having the same battle in Harris County, Texas. And we're going to see another case in uh, Arizona coming forth today. That should be coming forth by the end of the day being filed, I believe, in Mojave County. This isn't going away, Steve. It's not going no, no, away. No, 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 no. This, th-
0: this, is, this is a battle is now engaged.
1: The battle is now engaged. Indeed. Thanks for being here, folks. Uh, we'll be back. In the next episode, we'll be looking at some visuals because a picture is worth a thousand words about the malfeasance in Arizona, and we'll look at other things as well. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless. And once again, thanks for your support, folks. This is a subscriber-supported show. It wouldn't exist without you, and we truly, truly are grateful. Thank you. Merry Christmas. We'll be back tomorrow.
5: Gotta give us what we
0: want. Gotta give us what we need. Hey! Our freedom of speech. is freedom of death. We got to fight the power. That be. Fight the power.